you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Guardian. Hello guys and gals and welcome to episode 58 of In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. Wherever you are and whenever you're listening, we thank you as always for making this a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. My name is David. And I'm Jordan. So make sure you guys are checking out all the other podcasts available here on the Mash Those Buttons network at www.mashthosebuttons.com. Get involved with us at InOrbit by sending us questions at InOrbitPodcast at gmail.com or send us tweets at InOrbitPodcast on Twitter. On today's show, we got the Age of Triumph, where we get to go back and do everything that we did again. Woohoo! But before we go into that, David, how has your week been? I think it's been good. Um, it's been, I've honestly been away from Destiny a fair amount. Um, been playing a lot of Skyrim, which is fun. Getting back into my old habits of the middle school and high school days. I think it was middle school when it came out. Eighth grade, I think. Good times. It might have been high school, though. It might have been later in high school. I don't remember what year it came out. Of. I thought you were Nerd. still in high school. No. Oh, damn. Was, wow, I'm young. I'm not that young. Um. <laughs> No, it's been a good week, though. Uh, I did hop into Destiny a little bit. Just hopped into Destiny right before the show to check some stuff out with regards to research for that collection page. But uh, you, he, words, he words well. I words so well. Okay, anyway, Jordan, go before I words even better. <laughs> oh, what do you want me to do? Tell me how my week's been. Uh, hey, Jordan, <laughs> how's your week been? It's been great. Back to you, Jordan. No, um, my week's been pretty good. Uh, still grinding away at Horizon Zero Dawn slowly. Um, I'm starting to realize uh, the game's still awesome. I'm loving it, but I'm starting to realize <laughs> running around and exploring all these like nooks and crannies doesn't really get you anywhere. They're just like nooks and crannies, and it's like okay, maybe I shouldn't be wasting my time running around where there's literally nothing That's out there. That's why Skyrim's good because nooks and crannies get you everywhere. Yeah, well, there's That's there's definitely stuff hidden, but it's not like. Yeah, I mean, the game guides you more than I thought or hoped. So it's still fun. Um, and I played a little bit of Destiny. Tuesday, I did a retro raid night. Uh, Jorge was there for that. Um, that was fun. Got my flawless. So that was a big deal uh, because I am finally a Guardian Lord. Um, I'm pretty amazed that it's taken me so long to get that. Um, uh, we took someone through Vault for the first time that night. And. Was there anything else notable? Um, we did King's Fall, so that was a really fun night. And yeah, the rest of the week was that the night I asked if you were killing yourself on Twitch. Uh, probably what? he chose. To, he was choosing to do King's Fall, man. Yes, yep, that was it. You, you, you were. We actually he blazed through that he really had, quickly. Yeah, we did. David was uh, concerned for my well being because I was I was excited to do King's Fall. But it ended up being okay. I appreciate awesome. that, awesome. David. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, fun fact. Just going to throw this in here because I looked it up. I must have a really bad memory because Skyrim came out when I was in 11th grade. Yeah, I'm not sure what kind of adventures you were doing in middle school, but okay. I don't know, man. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe Oblivion. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's go ahead and jump right into the topic uh, as for my week. Actually, before we get to the topics, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, my week has been very special because I got the Nintendo Switch and it has Zelda and it's nice and pretty. And I'm I don't know what to do whether I should play Horizon or I should play Zelda. Like I'm torn. Anyway, Zelda. Back to you. No, I got well, okay. Question, question. Back to you, Bob. How many times have you switched? 
I actually haven't done the switch function where I put it in the dock and look at the TV and then pick it up. And I, I, you would think I would do that, but it's actually a little bit more cumbersome than it should be. It's because it's like, do I really want to pick it up from the dock, which I have to place in a specific spot, otherwise I won't be able to use the remotes, or do I want to just pick it up and just play? And let me tell you, with my big hands, handheld mode is the most frustrating thing in the world. And those nubs, ugh. People, if you haven't if you haven't gotten a Switch and you're going to get Zelda and you are going to get a Switch, do yourself a favor, get the Pro Controller, which is selling for $100 on eBay. And that's the cheap, that's the cheap end. That's the expensive stupid. end is like 250 300 bucks. It's Are they like sold out everywhere else or something? Yeah, that, that thing is contraband. That's stupid, man. I'm not surprised because the same thing happened, what was it, a year and a half ago, two years ago when uh, Smash Brothers came out and the adapter for the GameCube controller came out. That thing was also contraband. That People were selling for five, six hundred dollars Good lord. Yeah, dude, Nintendo Nintendo stuff, accessories. Woo! Nintendo's got black that market. hardcore fan base. Dude, yeah, it's like the it's the BMWs. Those things hold value. I'm not joking. Well, on that note, if you uh, are looking for one of those pro controllers, I just happened to start a new eBay page. So, All, All right, right, then. And with story. that, we're going to move on to Age of Triumph. So we already knew that we were going to get a big stream with regards to Age of Triumph. There's a whole bunch of stuff to do, but a lot of us may have already done it. So long story short, we're going to be able to do all the raids at 390 Light, which is comparable to Wrath of the Machine. We're going to get new rewards, new weapons, or maybe reset weapons. We don't know exactly. That'll be in week three. We're going to have the biggest record book ever, 13 pages of documented accomplishments and ways for every player to shine and be rewarded. And there's going to be a new set of weekly rituals that lead to maximum light. And we're going to learn all about that next week. And what we do know is that we're going to have a weekly featured raid with new challenges and ornaments. And there's going to be a little bit of mayhem, quote unquote, added to Nightfall. We don't know what that means. We're going to find that out next week. Now, challenges... I can almost guarantee you guys right now that the challenge for the Templar is defeat him without him teleporting. So if you've I don't that know before, if it would be that though. Like I thought about that. I just I don't know if it would be that because it's kind of a glitch that he doesn't teleport. No, it's not a glitch. It's so you're supposed to be able to not make him teleport by standing in that spot. For a certain amount of time, that says activates, uh, summons the Minotaurs or something like that. Or Templar calls out his Minotaurs. That's what it's supposed to be doing. So it's not a glitch. You're actually supposed to prevent him from teleporting. And mm, then maybe. Maybe. And with yeah, it I'm being gonna, a higher life. That's a mechanic. <laughs> it's definitely a mechanic yeah. that they put in the I rate. never thought of it, it as a It used to be very difficult to like, do. Yeah. It used to be really yeah. difficult. Pe- people used to do the, uh, the Warlock glitch. Where they would throw the, well, it's not really a glitch. It was in the game, but people would throw uh, suns, what is it? Sun, sun grenades or whatever. Yeah, solar, solar grenades, grenades. Whatever, they're, yeah. whatever they're called, and just push the Templar all the way back until he falls off the back. Let me tell you, if you guys haven't seen it, go sure do you're yourself not a thinking favor. about Atheon. Both. You used to be able to push off the Templar. It was I've hilarious. Never, I've honestly never seen the Templar pushed off. I should go look, look up that video. Look up the video. In fact, I'll include it in the show notes, but it was hilarious because you would just watch this big giant Hydra just go whoo, boop. I'm like, what? It was it was hilarious. The, the hunters couldn't do anything. It was Titans with the pulse grenades and warlocks with the solar grenades that, that you just throw on him to just because if he took if it was gonna hit do any damage or do anything to the shield consistently, he would just move backwards to move away from that. So you just kept moving backwards and backwards. That's why people were grinding out um, nightfalls and stuff to get the sunbreaker grenades, uh, sunbreaker arms for the warlock so that they could throw two grenades and they would max out their discipline. Yeah. I do want to point out because you uh, you didn't say it when you were talking about it, but um, the weekly raids have all challenge modes active for that raid that week and they give Correct. an additional reward to the rewards you get from the raids. And in addition to that, 
that's the only time you'll be able to do the challenges. They're removing the challenges weekly, so it's no longer alternating. It's now going to be you're doing Crota. That's uh, if you do the weekly, you'll be able to do the challenge. You can't. You can no longer select the challenge mode from selecting the raid uh, as you normally did. Right. And did they say? I, I don't remember. I thought they might have mentioned it. Did they say they were changing some of the challenges from Wrath of the Machine and? King's Fall, like they were tweaking them a little. Did they say that or no? Was I imagining they? This? They did say that there was going to be some tweaks to quote unquote annoyances, which whenever I hear stuff like that, that just means that they're making it easier. Yeah, and he did say he said something about um, the switches during Vasic. He didn't go specific, so I'm wondering if they're fixing the hitbox and those oh God, switches so. for when you're throwing the detonation. I, I think with with the Vosik thing, what they're going to be doing is they're going to raise the doors up a little bit. They're going to fix the hit detection. And I see them making that fight slightly easier. Because uh, to be if we're being fair, the Vosik fight, if it, without doing challenge, feels harder than the Axis fight. The Axis fight just feels longer. Yeah. Yeah, I'll second that. It is, it is more challenging to do Vosik. Uh... But that's just the regular fight, not necessarily the challenge, because Axis challenge is harder. I Axis think challenge it... is harder. Well, I, I, I'm kind of 50-50 on that. I think with the Axis challenge, it's just people get used to just rushing him, and then they forget what they're supposed to do. It's, and I'm not sure that's, that's as much difficulty as much as it is just people not people's... Yeah. yeah. Well, I have more difficulty finishing access on challenge that's fair there we right. go that's a, yeah. that's, that's a, a fair statement right there i, well, I, I was statement. gonna say regardless of challenge i think it's 50 50 as to which one's better because if you've got a team that sucks at handling ads but is good at mechanics then access is easier but if you've got mm-hmm. a team that is really good at mechanics uh oh wait uh, did i say that one i don't know but sucks Very at mechanics, at but is good at handling ads, then Vosik is easier. Because Vosik is more about the ads compared to the mechanics, where yeah. Axis is just the mechanic-heavy one. Right. Um, and they did say that they were making the, uh, what is it, the Oracle section shorter. As soon as I heard that, I was like, no. I never thought and it was too long. going to remove the cheese, too, apparently. So you're not going yeah, to be able to. Yeah, they are removing the cheese. You won't. Had, I'm guessing you won't respawn up top. Or oracles, so you can't snipe them anymore. I, I think what's going to happen is they're going to do that one mechanic that they started introducing in strikes um, with uh, taking king, where joining allies in three, two, one, and then they'll teleport you down to the bottom because they do that already mm-hmm. in Wrath of the Machine. Yeah, yeah, that would make. They sense. also do that in. Yeah, and, th- and thankfully, they did confirm for all you people out there, Atheon and the Templar will work with three of coins you can complete bounties in there and you can get glimmer from the enemies and and experience so thank god because i know it sounds silly but i'm a glimmer whore and with the new stuff coming out it would be nice to be um able to buy the ships and whatnot using all the glimmer that you earned in the vault of glass yeah i mean if you have to buy a bunch of ships we were talking Uh, about it right before the podcast they're sort of expensive um, they are. Um, we'll come back to that in a second, but I, uh, the, it'll also do engrams, which will be cool for getting planetary materials if you want to hoard them, which there might not be a point anymore since we know your stuff's not carrying over to Destiny 2. But um, they did also say, along with the tweaks, there are some slight changes to the raids to make mm-hmm. them more engaging. Yeah. And they did say that they were going to be changes to the weapons well i'm good in fact you know what let's go ahead and read that statement because as of this time and i'm talking about friday march the 10th we are only speculating right now that we're getting fate bringer we already know vision of confluence i'm not vision of confluence vex mythoclass is coming back because they straight up said it but we don't know exactly if fate bringer is coming back now we can make assumptions because there is a video that does show a guardian shooting um, Fatebringer at a goblin. What appears to be Fatebringer, that could be a Mago loop. 
Right. And and the reason I bring that up is because we've had a situation like this before where the weapons from House of Wolves, when you were going through Prison of Elders, they were reskinned and they were given completely different properties. For example, the auto rifle from Prison of Elders was a high impact one, but the version that you get from Challenge of Elders is the fastest firing one. So there's there's changes to all the different guns that happened from Prison of Elders to Challenge of Elders. So let me go ahead and read the the quote real quick. And this is from the actual stream. This the the first person talking is Joe Blackburn. And the real interesting party is when you're playing this update, the thrill is getting these rewards and having them be 400 light right away. When I get my year two mythic class, it comes in hot. It comes in at 400 and I can just equip it. It's not infusion fuel. I don't have to look at stuff and say, well, which one do I want to infuse to make my other one better? I get to use them. And then Deej stepped in. So you said mythic class and I'm sure our chat is going crazy. Mythic class has always been a popular weapon. At this point in time, you may want me to open a character and start showing off all the rewards that you're going to get. All the armor ornaments that are you're going to be able to use to decorate your guardian. All of the raid weapons that have been icons in of themselves that are going to that we're going to add back into the sandbox. This is going to be a very detailed conversation and I'm going to kick that can 2 weeks down the road for the third and final stream in the series about Age of Triumph. We're going to have Josh Hamrick back on the hot seat, and Josh is going to talk about how all this will impact the sandbox. Elemental primaries from the Vault of Glass, how that will impact the sandbox. Having Vex Mythoclass back, and how it will impact the Crucible. Oh, the nightmare and terror that was created back in year one. So, in that statement, the big one that popped out for a lot of people was Elemental primaries from Vault of Glass, and how that will impact the sandbox. He didn't say we're going to get elemental primaries. He just stated that the elemental primaries from Vault of Glass, how they will impact the sandbox. Now, me personally, I would love to have them back as elemental primaries, but there's no guarantee just yet. So I want people to set proper expectations with regards to these elemental primaries, if we're going to get them as elemental primaries, because just having Vex Mythoclass back is a huge upgrade with regards to our weapons for nightfalls i mean think about it we only had uh what i, I called the chicago typewriter because it reminds me of that old auto rifle from from gangster days Zala. but uh the Zalo supercell as your exotic primary that was the only one that was available to us and now having vex mythoclass especially for solar burn whew, that is going to be a powerful, powerful weapon, especially if, let's say, it was Solar Burn and Specialist. All of a sudden, you got a two-in-one combo with the Vex Mythoclass that's going to do insane damage. So I just want to set proper expectations, and I don't um, want people to I say... I don't think Specialist affects Vex. Yes, it does. I remember it, it affecting it in Prison... I believe Prison of Elders. You, I'm yep. pr pretty sure I used it there, and it, it did do more damage when Specialist was active. Really? Yep. Yeah, I, you can get it. I'm, you get I, a I, double whammy with specialist and solar. Dumb. Yeah, because why that's is why, it, why would it not be small arms? Yeah, that that's why people use fusion um, rifle every. That's, yeah, every so often people a would primary use primary fusion rifle. Yes, but I, they but lean on the fusion rifle aspect of it. That's dumb. Yeah, but remember, people use Yo, that's, uh, just, that's just insane. People use universal remote. Or those uh, nightfalls when it was specialist as well. That's dumb. Yeah, I mean, I I agree that like, but I think it's the way it's coded, and I think it's the engine. So we'll see. Um, I I just uh, with regards to this, I I don't want people to say Bungie lied to us. Bungie lied to us is like you kind of have to read what is actually being said because. They didn't say it's all coming DJ's back. Deej is tricky with his words. I, 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 just, I think that's that's been the biggest problem is like when you have these tricky things. And I think he, I don't think he actually expected um, Joe Blackburn to say Vex Mythoclass. The second he said Vex Mythoclass, Deej was like, shit. <laughs> it's 
It's like, you just opened a can of worms and I wasn't ready for that. Which, to be fair, he kind of should have been ready for because accidents happen. I but, think those things are a little more scripted than we're led to believe. So, um, oh, they're definitely scripted. I, I just, I think that he, Joe Blackburn, had a moment of oopsie because as soon as he mm-hmm. said Vex Mythoclass, I looked over at Deej and he looked uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> so, I just want to set proper expectations for what we're going to get. And I want to make sure that people don't say Bungie lied or this is not what I wanted or anything like that. I, I want things to be set properly with regards to uh, this update. Yeah, fair enough. So, I mean, let's go ahead and talk about the record book. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of the record books. And I'm lucky enough to say that I have the potential to complete all 13 pages. And I know there's a lot of people who are upset that some of their pages are not going to be completed. Um, the, especially the, the one about um, the one that stunk for a lot of people was the one of what is it? Uh, Trials of Osiris going flawless. And the second I saw that, I was like, oh, I know that this is going to get into somebody's crawl. Even though, thankfully, you don't have to complete every single bounty on there to have been able to complete that page. Okay. Like, There's some people who won't be able to go flawless. And I'm not saying this, that they're terrible or anything. It's just their acumen when it comes to Crucible isn't as high as their acumen when it comes to raids. I know plenty of raiders who can't go flawless and vice versa. I know plenty of flawless raiders who can't do a challenge mode. Yeah. I think it's important to remember, though, that this record book was designed for um, to have pages for specific types of players. So if you can't complete the whole thing, it's not that big a deal because they designed it so that you don't have to get 100% to get the rewards. They designed it so each type of player can earn to the max reward that t-shirt through doing what they love doing. And yes, getting 100% is awesome. And uh, like if people want it, I'm going to go for 100%. But uh, that doesn't mean that you need it. Like it, it, getting it is a little extra bump, but you don't need it, which is good. I'm really happy that they did that. Yeah, it seems mm-hmm. to, it seems like they're going to gear it so that people get one last chance to experience everything in the game. So it, a lot of these nodes, a lot of these achievements on each page are probably going to be, I don't want to say dumbed it down, but they're probably be relatively easy to accomplish for any skill level player. Right. And so so going into a few things I saw when they were going on the live stream, because my goal is 100%. I don't know if I can get it. And the reason why I don't know if I can get it is I didn't complete year one moments of triumph. But when he hovered over the year one moments of triumph, it didn't say have completed moments of triumph. It said complete an activity of year one moments of triumphs or something like that. So I'm wondering if you don't have to have completed the whole thing, just part of it to get that node, which would allow me to have it. If not, I guess it's not it's not the end of the world. I'll be a little disappointed, but not that the end of the world. Um, the other thing was the collections. The collection collecting page really um, worried me because I was like, dang, like I'm not a collector, but I want like 100%. Am I now going to have to log in every day? Uh, work extra hard to get extra glimmer for this and uh, just before the show i was on destiny looking at shaders and ships and i am keep in mind i am not a collector i don't go to ava levante to buy shaders uh and i don't go to amanda holloway to buy ships and i counted up my ships before the show my ships was was it it was 66 right guys and then my shaders was 101 and I'm not someone who buys the collections and you only need 75 ships and 50 shaders. So if if you were like me and worried about getting that page done, you don't really have to worry about it that much. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that they, they did it that way so that there's a lot of because there's some there's some ships. I mean, just I think last week or the week before, I can't remember 
they finally sold a ship that wasn't available for literally months, maybe even longer than that. I think it may have been a year. It was like 250 um, days. It, whatever it was, it, it was just really ridiculous. So I, I'm glad that they, they, they made it more accessible. There's going to be some people who are just going to be upset because they want all the emblems. They want all the shaders and ships. And because they didn't do a specific activity, they won't be getting... I mean, think about it. Right now, there's some people in the game who have the one emblem that, that you had to log in between, I think it was Christmas and New Year or something like that. At least do one activity and you would have gotten that uncommon engram. I mean, not an uncommon engram. Uncommon emblem. That looked like it was on Mercury with the buildings on it. Mm -hmm. And that's the only time you could get it. So I'm not surprised that people are going to be upset about this because they were upset about that. They were like, oh, I wasn't here this week and now I can't get the new. So uh, <laughs> that's exactly how people sign. So I, I'm I'm just re realize that not everything has to be for you. You do have the opportunity to enjoy things, but if you cannot get it, you shouldn't feel terrible that you couldn't get it. So, that's all I had to say about that. Um, I, I honestly, there wasn't much to really grasp this week. They, most of the time, with regards to the stream, was them just hovering over things. You're gonna have a page for hunters, warlocks, titans. You're gonna have a page for collections vault of glass crota's end all that stuff so there's a lot for everybody to do and sink their teeth in um and i really hope people especially in the community that we have um on the facebook groups and whatnot that they take the time to take advantage of the new influx of players who are going to come in and they're going to run these raids over and over again and i hope that the people who set them up help them out I mean, th th that's one of the nice things about this community. There's a lot of, yes, we've always heard the, the terror stories. Oh, you don't have Gallahorn? Well, get the heck out of my team. But there's a lot of people here in this community who do a lot of good things. And I want to commend them for that and just say that I hope that there's a lot more people who take advantage of those things. I, I, I just really, I, I'm really, really impressed. And I've always been impressed with this community. And I, I want to see people just running through things that they may have not been able to do. I mean, it's it's hard to get people to do Crota. It's hard to get people to do Vault of Glass because there's no quote-unquote reward for it. But now there will be. So Right. Um, so, uh, real quickly, I'll, I'll cover this before I bring up the next question I was going to bring up because it's kind of related. Uh, I was slightly disappointed with the stream, not because of the stuff they revealed. I'm I'm very happy with what they revealed and the way they're doing this. I really like the... Um, kind of age of triumph thing this like record book that encompasses the game and is like did you take part in this part of the game like go back and do this like because it's basically a record book that encompasses all of destiny one celebrating destiny one and i'm very happy about that i was disappointed in the stream in the fact that it kind of felt like a reward show or like a season finale of like a singing show where it's like they only had a limited amount of things to say and they're just stretching it out so long. And it's like, I, I came to the stream. I just want to know the information. I don't care if the stream's only half an hour. Like I don't want to listen to you drone on and on about pointless stuff when this is supposed to be like a pretty hyped reveal stream. And they were just going slow. Like you said, they were just hovering over stuff. It was like hover, slowly move to the next box and hover as we kind of talk about stuff. I don't know. It's just if if they don't have a lot to say and they want our streams, then don't have three streams. Just have one stream where you go through everything or two streams where you go through everything. It's just I don't want the same boring type of stuff in streams. Like the last stream um was very interesting because the whole time like they were testing out the guns doing this doing this showing graphs like each thing they did and said i felt like had a purpose versus this time where there was a lot of just excessive talking about nothing mm -hmm. yeah they were trying to drag it out a bit so people could take screenshots and things for articles I'm sure that was i'm sure that was something that they <laughs> struggled with <laughs> it's it came across as long and drawn out. I agree. 
Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot more juicier details to enjoy next week. That will be stretched out a little bit. That can be stretched out to an hour stream without it feeling overwhelming. Or not overwhelming, that's not the word. Tedious. <laughs> completely different words, completely different meanings. But yes, tedious. And that's what this this stream kind of felt. So I'm excited for next week because I want to talk about the weekly rituals. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to be doing with um, the Challenge of Elders or the Prison of Elders, whatever they're calling it. And definitely the week. I mean, they're. I think the 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 raid is. I think that's it was pretty self-explanatory with regards to. You do the challenge mode. You have access. You can get weapons. Congratulations. I, I, I'm I'm also interested in seeing what the dailies change what changes with dailies what changes with the weeklies what changes with the nightfalls so yeah i'm excited just to do the old raids for the new rewards and get some new vault armor because i i really like to invault the glass and i i just yeah i don't i haven't done it that much i've done it a couple times recently and i realized again how much i love that raid so i'm pretty excited to get and i i, I believe they did say you're gonna get new armor for the challenge mm -hmm. so that's gonna be pretty awesome yeah, yeah, I'm I'm also very excited about the fact that there's two ornament slots in all the armor because that's got, like right now, like ornaments are cool because they kind of like give an extra effect to it. But now it's going to be more like choose what you want your armor to look like, which I think is really cool because it, it adds one, the extra little bit of customization, which is something we're always looking for. And two, it kind of lets you choose what you like and it gives me personally more of a reason to go for ornaments because right now i'm like yeah ornaments are cool like it shows that i do the challenges and can do them but it's like i don't care if i have ornaments on because i know i can do the challenge and i could walk in there with any group and be like all right yep i i can do the challenge see look i'm doing the challenge and i don't need the ornaments to do that now it's more like ornaments are about customization which is awesome to me yeah they, they took a cue from the exotic weapons and that, yeah. that's I like that. Me too. I just, I just wish that, like, looking back at the exotic weapons, I kind of wish that they did the same thing with the exotic armors. Like, some of the, the exotic armors having different effects. But that's most likely something that we'll see in the future in Destiny 2. I'm just thinking back from when I heard about the ornament system and how you can deck your guardian out to look differently and all how you'll have different shaders or ornaments for your weapons i was thinking about well what about the exotic armors sad face right i think with destiny 2 though we'll see a, a lot more customization style like i think if in destiny 2 we're limited to just ornaments and shaders then they made a mistake i want to see mustaches and beards for the guardians <laughs> that's something people have been asking including for the exos i want to have a bearded no, exo -uh. no they don't grow hair that's just wrong <laughs> Oh, so the so, question did I was going to ask earlier. Okay, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> the question I was going to ask you guys earlier, uh, when you mentioned the weekly raids, do you think anybody is going to be doing the other raids um, besides the weekly raid? Besides maybe in week one where people go back and do vault? I will. Yeah. I will if the other raids, assuming, you know, as they they're said, gonna they're going to be... 400 light. Let's have... Yeah. So if you can get... A, uh, you know, uh, say uh, a Fatebringer or a Vision of Confluence or any of the uh, the Crota weapons uh, at 400, um, even on off weeks, I'll, I'll still go back and do them if I'm trying to grind for a specific weapon. I'm curious how long it's going to take, though, because one of the things that I keyed in on was that uh, they said that they were going to make the rewards for these raids more generous. I know it was tough to get some weapons, uh, weapons like the uh, Praetorian Foil. Um, I, I, that one was really tough for a lot of people to get. And, uh, you know, weapons like that, if, they, if they're going to drop more, then, you know, people may be getting all these weapons at 400 light pretty quickly if they're, if they're avid uh, raiders. So um, I'll, maybe they won't be going in, but I'll definitely go in to get those collections. And once I do, I'll probably stop. Here's the thing with regards to those weapons. All they really have to do is remove the energy and shards that you are getting. The ascendant energy, which is most likely what's going to happen with the year two stuff. You don't have to use ascendant shards, ascendant energy anymore. 
it doesn't make sense to to keep that stuff around outside of turning it into the speaker for modes of light or glimmer. Um, I, I, I just don't see it. And if they just remove those two things, that alone is going to, you're going to have a better chance of getting a Praetorium foil or the sniper rifle or whatever. Mm-hmm. All they have to yeah. do is just modify the loot tables a little bit. Do you think um, they'll introduce, cause we have all these chests that at this point only really dropped um, the ascendant shards and energy and then like chances at exotics or whatever. But do you think they're going to change it to kind of how Wrath of the Machine is where um, they'll drop something that will help you like kind of a chest appears and you can go unlock the chest rather than um, the things dropping on your screen? I'll be surprised if they don't make it like Wrath of the Machine where you get legendary engrams and every so often, boom, an exotic comes up. Yeah. They're they're making everything parody, uh, at parity with Wrath of the Machine, like light level wise. Right. And 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 just I'm assuming the way they're going to do weapons and, and armor, so it wouldn't make sense to have the the chests give you ascendant energy or whatever. It 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 just wouldn't. I, I don't I don't I don't see that happening. In fact, I, what I do see happening is remember the the now exotic chest in the vault of glass. Yes. Rather than it dropping the class armor, I see that moving over to oracles so that on oracles you have a chance of getting the sniper rifle the class armor and the let's say praetorium foil that way there's still a little bit of scarcity there but because you modify the loot table you're not always guaranteed one of the two things yeah i see what you're saying yeah that makes sense and and i also see this is something else that i see with regards to those raids i see them and and this is including um or King's Fall, I see them adding or changing the mechanic with their, in fact, they already, there's already a, a, some sort of piece there. Let's say with, we'll go with King's Fall, the moldering shard, you can use that to open up a, or create a key or whatever, moldering key or whatever you want to call it, and then open up a, a second chest on the bosses. And then you can, let's say you have hundreds of them like I do with the SIVA uh, clusters or whatever. I can use it to re-roll my armor to change the stats a little bit. I very much hope that happens because yeah, honestly, be my cool. favorite change they brought to Wrath of the Machine from the other raids was that key system where, oh, you play the raid a lot, you can collect these shards, you can get keys. Oh, you're going to help people out with the raid? We'll still give you the shards so that you can get more keys and that you have it to re-roll the armor, which is which is awesome because whether the drop rates are increased or not, some people can't do the raids um, three times a week, every every week, but they can collect these shards, which then instead of making it so they will try over and over at getting new drops, they can just re-roll the drops they have, which I think is mm-hmm. awesome. It's my favorite thing they brought to Wrath of the Machine, and I really hope they bring it to all the raids here. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally see that. It would just make sense because you're just making the experience uniform, which was something that that it felt weird when when you went from vault to glass and you had the ascendant shards and all of a sudden you had raiding shards. I'm like, what the hell? Another one? Come on. So hopefully they get rid of the the shard and energy system completely. You can still turn. Let's say you can still get them in the original versions. And if you wanted to to go to the speaker and turn them in, fine. But for the new stuff, you're not going to get shards. You're going to get legendary uh, engrams and the possibility of an exotic shard. Because that, I mean, exotic weapon, well, for me, it would be exotic shard because I got them all. <laughs> uh, and I just hope that they take that, the mechanic with the keys, because I really, really like that. I loved being able to get a second drop, let's say, on the Templar, because I want the Praetorian foil. Right. And you can choose when to use the second drop, which is awesome. You know, I think that's one thing that they're going to do, too. I think that they may push out the rewards a little bit. Make it so that you, if you wanted to get, instead of getting a reward on oracles, they just combine the loot table for the oracles and Templar. It always seemed weird that you got a drop for that. Yeah, it did because it was like it was like the encounters. The encounter never even felt like it, it was over. It never felt like you had done the encounter. It just felt like you'd done step one. It's kind of like how, um, 
uh, I'm trying to compare it to something else. I don't know. It, it's just, it, it never felt like you needed a reward there, but you got one. And I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, they, they, they may well keep it because if you think about it in wrath of the machine, you get four drops. You get one for Vosik two, the siege engine, Axis one and Axis two. If you were to keep the Oracle one, that'd be one drop. Then you got Templar. Uh, you got what is it? Uh, the Gatekeeper's checkpoint, and then you got. I almost called him Axis. So, uh, Atheon. Uh, <laughs> well, no, it's Atheon or whatever. However he pronounced. <laughs> oh yeah, it. he said it. <laughs> We've all been saying it wrong, I guess. <laughs> but Atheon. excuse me, oh, it's Atheon. Do you think they'll <laughs> add? So, say they do do it with chests, which he is, said doo doo. I did, which is the I guess the logical way of thinking they'll do it because it, there's no even point for them to have <laughs> ascendant shards because that's not how you level weapons anymore. But say they do make it with chests, I avoided doo doo that time. But um, do you think they'll put a chest after the Gorgon's mates? Um, you know there there is that. So when you're going towards the jumping puzzle. There is that little area, like right before you make the left turn, that you could go behind the rocks, and there was always yeah. empty there. So that would be cool if they put a chest there. I mean, they already said that there's not going to be any chest. Right, right. I'm not there. talking like um, extra, like exotic chest, Wait. which is what everybody assumes the seventh Why? chest is. But I'm talking like, oh, this is your rewards chest. We we put part of the drop table after Gorgon, guys. Yeah. What if they're not? adding another chest but what if there is already another chest in there for killing all the gorgons that no one's found yet people have killed all the gorgons i know they have i know people have don't be that guy they already said on the stream that they weren't going to add another chest no they're not adding another one maybe it's already there right so you're saying now that well that's one thing we haven't mentioned yet the record book they hovered over something and it said you have to kill all the Gorgons in the Gorgon maze. That might be the hardest thing in that record book. I actually don't think so. I don't think really? it'll be that bad. Really? Because they get pretty strong by the end. Like, like, I mean, if you were to, let's say you focus on the ones on the right side, take those two out, and then worry about the one that the first one that you normally see, and then just go step by step with tethers and... um. Discharging your supers. You have to time weapons. it out so that they don't team up on you because then they go immune and yeah. kill you too quickly. It gets easier yeah. as you kill them though to time it out. But you do need you're gonna need like by the third one at least, and then everyone after that, you're gonna need like tethers, weapons, and then up probably some celestial nighthawks. But the one thing we never had to really use on Gorgons was swords, and Dark Drinker is some mad DPS. Dark Drinker, uh, what's the solar one? Dude, I think you just pretty much figured out the strategy. It's basically going to be all swords all the time. Well, if you drop a bubble on top of one and then just use Dark Drinker. Yeah, yeah he's going to be, you're going to melt it super quick. <laughs> I blind you. <laughs> blind. <laughs> Destroyed. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm excited for the record book and to see what people do with it. So, I mean, it's the biggest with ever. update with regards to this update. I'm, I'm, I'm happy because there's a lot of cool stuff in it. At the same time, I'm a little underwhelmed. I know they never said that there was going to be anything there. I just kind of wanted a little bit of a teaser for destiny Two. And considering last year, even though it was lackluster, we got a new strike and a new story, uh, at least a story mission of whatever quality you want to call it. There was something there new. And there's not much new here outside of what feels like a refresh to the game system. Right. And that's not not that that's a terrible thing. Again, I'm not saying this is crap. I just wanted something slightly new to tease for Destiny 2 because I think that just something there, storyline-wise, that would lead to Destiny 2 would... Freak the entire community out and, and make it so it it would it would make things so exciting. I'm not saying that it's not possible and very well may get all of a sudden a new story mission. Based on what we've seen so far, it doesn't appear that way, and I'm a little disappointed. 
that there's not a little bit more story. Well, let's think about this. The timing of this is basically, um, well, let me do the math. April, May, June, July, August, September is when most people feel that Destiny 2 will be launching. I don't think they've Mm -hmm. given a date um, or even mentioned the time frame, but we know end of year, September, maybe October. So you're looking at solid seven months. I think it'll I think it'll be September because yeah. what you have to consider is it's an Activision title and November is their Call of Duty release date. And Activision tends to push their other games away from their Call of Duty release date because yeah. they want it to be a big drop. Okay. And this year is also sense. big for Call of Duty because it's a return to boots on the ground. So I Activision is pushing it to be their biggest Call of Duty in years. So I don't foresee them putting Destiny within even like that one month range of October of the November release date. So I'm that's why I'm thinking September. And if you think about it, they only really want this to truly entertain us for about two months because after or no, about three months because it's what June is E3. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, so they want it. They will probably want this to entertain us till E3, and then they want the Destiny 2 info that is presumably almost guaranteed coming at E3 to be what tides us over to the release itself. Right. So mm-hmm. back to what I was saying, um, the time frame is pretty long. You got about seven months, right? So you start in April, and you go April, May, June. There's your three months. That's probably how long it's going to take. For the majority of the player base that's playing regularly to complete the book, maybe take longer. You know, some people like to take their time, but some people may not have the time to play. But we'll say three months for the majority of the people that are playing regularly to complete this. Um, so they get that done. Then, like you said, E3 drops. That's when we will most likely see a a true Destiny to uh, some sort of a trailer or teaser um, from Bungie and. Uh, what I think is happening here, uh, I'm I'm sort of thinking along the lines of a, of a movie plot where you have this Age of Triumph. They're really selling this Age of Triumph. Everything's hunky-dory. You know, it is the baby boomer generation of Destiny. Um, I think what's going to happen is they're going to do some sort of official announcement for Destiny 2 around E3. And they're keeping tight-lipped on what their plans are because they're probably still trying to sew them up and finalize them. But we are going to get, I think we're going to get something in Destiny 1, assuming that it's going to tie into Destiny 2 directly. Something in the, in the, along the lines of like a, a story mission um, or another live event that they're pretending doesn't exist, but they probably already are planning out. That's going to essentially be the the ending of Destiny 1 the one that we are theorizing and hoping for. You know, a lot of people think um, and have theorized that the the cabal are going to come and take over the tower or something. Some sort of tragic event will be the ending of Destiny 1. I think that still can be the case because they're building up this triumph and this positivity. It would make sense. It would be like a really good movie plot for it to come crashing down and then it would give us a reason to fight on in Destiny 2. But that, right, it's like the know. Empire Strikes Back scenario. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be, I think that for me, that would be a really cool way to lead in. Um, so, Well, one thing is Bungie um, and Deej specifically, he's, he's very good at what he does. And they're very specific on their words. And they have very much pushed that this is the last live team event. But a full-on update to the game that say brings a mission. Uh, it doesn't have to be like, I'm not talking like a full update, like um, House of Wolves style update. I'm talking like an update to the game itself where they push a mission, say in July or August, that is the lead into Destiny 2 does not have to be a live team thing. That could be something that the main Bungie studio has been working on and has had in the books for a long time, which means by them saying this is the last live team event, them dropping that mission on us at the later time is still a possibility. Yeah. I, I think we're we're reading a little bit too much into that. We're having well, fun, we're, Jorge. We're, Don't hey, stop I our know. fun. Hey, we're speculating. Uh, we understand that. I hope everyone else understands that. This is just us 
we are reading between the lines. We are speculating and we're, we're having fun with it. Um, and just trying to, I guess this, this, this is what happens when, <laughs> when you go so long, when you, when you delay when the release of a game <laughs> an extra year. And I mean, they've done a great job. And the people love your done, game. Yeah. People love this game so much that they, they still flock to it for the most part. The live team has done a great job with all these events and, all these updates uh, since Taken King, and I commend them. I commend Deej for all the work he does. Everyone at Bungie has, has been doing a great job keeping this game alive. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't say we're bored, but yeah, we're we're playing the game because we're hopeful. So a lot of these these theories and these uh, you know a lot of these things that we're thinking of and spouting out, it's 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 not necessarily boredom. It's it's out of hope you know we we want to see this game be great we want to see destiny 2 be amazeballs yeah i use the word um so yeah, i ain't gonna stop i ain't gonna stop theorizing because right now that's <laughs> that's like the one thing that's like that's what i'm grasping onto right now <laughs> yeah so i think we're at a good spot for the show um we just wanted to quickly go over the first stream Next week, we get the, the weekly ritual stream. So I'm definitely excited for that. I want to see what we're going to be actually doing besides, obviously, the raids. But I'm, I'm excited to see what changes they bring to Nightfalls, weekly heroics, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they've used the word mayhem, what that- mayhem multiple times in regards to Nightfall. Right. So. <laughs> I want to know just- what the fourth PvE thing is because... You have the strike symbol, you have the vi- the nightfall symbol, and you have the sh- the raid symbol. But there's that that fourth night that not nightfall, the fourth symbol, which we talked about when we were speculating. It looks kind of like a prison of elders style thing. Yeah, a lot of the, people. Well, that's house judgment. A lot of people. But, are, that's definitely house judgment yeah, right there. Yeah, it's, but nobody really knows what it is exactly yet. So I'm super excited to find out what that is. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm again. There's there's no. Proof I have. I'm hopeful for a boss rush mode. Ooh, that'd be cool. And and, and just uh, you get to fight any ultra in the game. You're yelling at us has... for talking about hidden missions. You're pulling this out of your ass. <laughs> but it would make sense. Like them it, it cheeks. Just, it makes me. Oh <laughs> I want my God. a horde mode. You know what? That's what I'm pulling out of my ass. That's a Dude, horde mode. If that is a horde mode, oh my God. Be, oh my god! Become, like, that this would, would be, be like the best update ever. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm not even joking. A horde mode in of itself would be the greatest addition to this game because you're literally just killing things left and right nonstop. Well, and I would be in there for hours. I, I wouldn't even care. I wouldn't even care if I got exotics or, or drops. I'd be like, yo. I'm over here. Yeah, who I need gives to a crap about drops, up. dude? Uh, do you know how much fun everybody had during the Galahorn mission where you're just getting flooded <laughs> with enemies? Imagine a mode that's entirely dedicated to that. It would be dude. so much fun. Dude, I'd be like, yo, you need to sit down. I'm over here blowing shit up. All right? Boom. Just, I, I, I would, it would replicate the, the like, I, I, as I told, as I said many times on this show, one of the most fun experiences I had was just sinking hour after hour after hour in Gears of War, doing the horde mode, getting blown to pieces by a boomer from 10 feet away. Boom. I'm like, oh, God. I put over 50 days into Nazi zombies on Call of Duty. Horde modes would be a godsend to me in Destiny. Dude, it's just I would have so much fun. And I know the community would have a lot of fun. It it would it would be basically it would basically be the PVE version of private matches because in many ways you would just you go in there to have fun. You would. That's what. Yeah. That that would that, that would be. And you know the game can handle it because they sort of have like mini hordes in Archon's Forge, and they have those events uh, where the enemy, uh, the the enemies, what is it, converge against each other or something like that. 
where you have yeah, a lot yeah. of enemies at once, and some of them are pretty oh, much... The uh, Gallahorn mission. That's that the stuff. only well, the, the only proof you need is the Gallahorn mission. And the Gallahorn mission. mission is the most recent, yeah, with, along with Archon's Forge. But they do but they stuff keep, like well, that. They keep but they just, teasing us, man. First yeah, it was Prison like of Elders, then it's Archon Forge. It's like, <laughs> these aren't horde modes. We want a real horde mode. And like the never-ending battle, basically. Yeah. That would be cool. So we'll be back next week talking about all this i'm excited but before we do that anybody else got anything we want to throw in before we oh actually there is one thing i forgot to mention light level remains 400 so yeah there you go um i'm not entirely disappointed also no increase in vault space yep so make sure you guys are deleting stuff that you don't use so anyway besides that anything you guys want to throw in no, I think we covered it all. Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited for the next two reveals. So bring it on. All right. All right, David. You know what to do. Well, as always, we want to thank everybody for listening to In Orbit. We're letting you know we are available on a ton of platforms. So please, please make sure you're spreading the word. The best way to do this is, as always, to share In Orbit with others. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Casts, and we have an RSS feed. Links to each are available right on the Masters Buttons website at www.masterbuttons.com. And make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network at mashthosebuttons.com forward slash shows to see all of our podcasts. For any questions regarding scheduling, check mashthosebuttons.com forward slash schedule for scheduling details. Make sure to check us out on twitter.com slash MTB site, twitter.com forward slash in orbit podcast, facebook.com forward slash mash those buttons, youtube.com forward slash mash those buttons. And with regards to that Twitter account, I make sure to put up the weekly refresh. So if you guys are looking to see what kind of nightfalls you guys want or are going to be having or modifiers or anything, check out the, the Twitter on Tuesdays. I try to put it up early in the morning. So, David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Bolt and streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DS Bolt. No spaces, no underscores. And Jordan, where can people find you at? You can find me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash IMTBot spelled I-A-M-T-E-E-B-O-T. And all of my other information is on my channel info. Yeah, make sure that you guys are checking him out. He does a lot of streaming. And he'll definitely put up uh, when he's show- coming up. And he's he's a stinker. He's silly. And as always, you can find me on all the you different sound, social networks. You sound like sites. my aunt or my uncle. <laughs> like, when I'm he's, he's a stinker. <laughs> oh as always, God. you can find me on all the different social network sites and gaming platforms via my screen name, go to NRG. Make sure you guys are contact- contacting us with any questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at In Orbit Podcast. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls. Points and directs. Shapes and forms. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, And what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jarrett, and myself, we thank you for listening to our show, and as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Here's what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. On Monday, March 13th, Jorge, David, and Jordan transmit in orbit. This week talking about the final countdown to Destiny 2 and the Age of Triumph. On Tuesday, March 14th, Nick and Katie continue their quest to educate you on wild lore on the Torn and the Goblin. This week giving an overview of Azuna. On Wednesday, March 15th, Jared and Mikey bring you the latest in Overwatch and its community 
on Watchpoint Radio. This week talking how maps are made in Overwatch, Overwatch League franchising, and the revival of Anna. On Friday, March 17th, Mike, Rob, and Luke bring you SITREP Radio, talking the latest in the division, and this week bringing you a roundtable discussion with several ETF members. To find more information on all of our shows, go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows. And to see our full podcast schedule, visit mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule.